eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Jim Hackett, Pete Davidson, the WEEI Off Day Podcast, the fantasy football little brother of the Off Day Podcast. <laughs> and uh, we are happy to be brought to you, as always, by our friends at Anderson Windows and the local Anderson Windows dealers like Concord Lumber and Marine Home Center down on the Cape and Nantucket. we got Ghoul's Distinctive Clothing, Moxie Soda, as always, and the good folks at Atlantic Power Cleaning who are due to come to my house and give us a power cleaning on the deck, which I always appreciate every fall. So, Pete, how are you, man? Happy Friday. <laughs> oh, good, buddy. How are you? Good, good. I'm, I'm now, you sent me into um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High with the little brother thing. <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm going, okay, Charles Jefferson, that's two for Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> And a little brother. <laughs> I haven't seen uh, that in, in, in Dead Reference That's... Society. I haven't seen it in uh, enough time. Good stuff. Oh, man. That movie's embedded. It's classic. I can, I can close my eyes and watch that movie anytime I yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. Including Phoebe Cates. I was just, just took it out. I was going to say, my memory <laughs> is like Judge Reinhold with Phoebe Cates. I you don't throw that out. You don't watch Stranger Things, right? I'd never seen it. Okay. First of all, you should. Second of all, um, that is like sort of a, sort of a, a recurring sort of theme in season three, yeah. Phoebe Cates. Yeah. Wow. Hey, look at she's a cultural icon. She should be. Yep. <laughs> she <laughs> is. Look, there's some things that are perfect. Yeah. And I'm sorry. That's just the that's way it is. One of, that's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Don't touch it. Don't try to remake it. Just leave it as is. Oh yeah, that would be impossible to remake yeah. that scene. Yeah. That's perfect. Because <laughs> it's impossible to make me 14 again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I oh, think, man. I think we all, with Judge Reinhold, uh, shared a similar uh, experience <laughs> with that. You know, I think I had—I was close enough to the bone there, Hack. Literally, yeah. I think. <laughs> but you just said, just in case you didn't get Joey Tribbiani's reference there, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, dude, what did we watch last night? Well, speaking what of, was that? That was <laughs> unpredictable. I mean. I, I, first of all, the first thing I want to say is there was weather that was supposed to be there. Now, I guess the right, it never showed there. up, did it? It never showed up. So what the heck? I, I partially, I, I was taking the Patriots in the in the seventeen points. I given the points and taking the Patriots anyway, and I played plenty of them. I played Michelle. I played Brady. I played White. I played uh, the Patriots defense. Thank you very much. And I played. Uh, Gordon, who spunked me again. Yeah, I told one of our listeners to play Gordon over Tate, and then uh, I did it myself, and uh, I don't know who I feel worse for. I was or... on that same – I gave the same advice, I, you know, I, that same guy on Twitter. Look, Tate did exactly what we thought he would, except for the one fluke play, which yep. turns it into a great day. So what yeah. are you going to do? And then, of course, Gordon doesn't play the second half. So Well, hey, Gordon's starting to play exactly like I'm, I'm thinking he's going to play, which is give us nothing. 
Like, what's up with Josh Gordon? I mean, not, the injury last night, but I mean, it hasn't been yeah. a pleasant first few weeks, uh, first six weeks of the season. And, you know, he had half a training camp, too, this time. He didn't come in off the street. So, disappointing. Is he dropping footballs? <sighs> Pete, I don't think he's. I mean,. I don't want to say there's like a lack of but hustle what, there because he was hustling like crazy on on the defensive play that he almost tore his knee up on. But like, whether he's not finishing his routes, doesn't know where to go, not running hard enough have, to complete. Is there them, a specific I don't know. criticism of Josh Gordon up in New England that I haven't heard? You know, it, it, there's a little. It's kind of like an unsaid kind of shared okay. thought is the I way I would say. That. You know, I'm just saying, but like, I think it's. I think what's starting to percolate is like, dude, why aren't you getting to where you need to be? You know what I mean? Like a little of no, that. No, I don't know what you mean. A little I, of I, that. Like, like, you know, there's a couple balls that a naive broadcaster might say Brady overthrew him. I'm not quite sure that Gordon was all the way through his route. You know what I mean? Um, the timing feels a little bit off. And he doesn't look like the the guy that we're all kind of romanticizing about, which, you know, that's fine. Well, I don't disagree he's with bi- that. He's bigger, stronger, and, and less fast and less quick. But um, – so I don't know. I, I, it, hmm. he is, he's kind of symptomatic of what their offensive struggles are, which to me is they're out of sync. And whether, he's, whether they're out of sync with what they think he is and what he actually is, it, it's, it's kind of like a partial indictment on what's happening on the whole offense, which is they look out of sync. You know? and, and I think part of that stems from 60% of their offensive line not being well, together who that, since week who got, two. Who got missed clean? Oh, Ryan, Ryan is – oh, uh, that was Edelman. Right. Edelman, yeah. I mean, that was a terrible throw. Whether Edelman yeah. – you know, even if Brady – You don't see him, Brady do that very often. You don't. And if he, and even if he, like – He made, was clean, stepped right into that Yeah, throw. he stepped right into it. He just, it just wasn't, like – it wasn't to the right area. You know? It was completely it, – uh, it, that was a sprayed throw. You ter- don't see Tom Brady spray a throw very often. Terrible. And it was, look, it was a nice tight I've seen spiral, Tom Brady lose but, a lot of throws to the left – haven't lo- I haven't seen him to lose too many balls to the right like that. And, it's sort of strange. And up the seam, by the way, which is where he loves yeah. to throw it. You know? Right. And he was pretty accurate a lot of the no, game. No, that was one of those out. throws where I watch Brady step in. I see everything coming. The last thing I thought that was going to happen there was that he was going to lose that thing right. Yeah, and be three yards just, three I mean, yards that, that, to the right. I mean, it doesn't it mean, like, doesn't mean anything. I'm just... It is a little odd. It you was, don't see that from Tom Brady. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of the pitch that like Nuke Lelouch threw when he hit the bull. I mean, it was that far off the target. That was purposeful. Yeah. You know, I've seen Brady be off target plenty of times. I don't usually see him miss that throw that way. It doesn't, to, it doesn't mean anything. I'm just, yeah. it's, it was just sort of odd. Well, how about to that player as well? I mean, those two are, are as in sync as well, like Sonny and A moving Cher, target's you know? a moving target, right? I yeah. mean, that, that was a throw. But like, th- that didn't have anything to do with Edelman. Edelman was doing what he was supposed to be doing. I agree with you, but there's, uh, but there's, a, there's an out of syncness, and I think that there's a, a lot of factors. Right. Um, well, I would say the biggest factor is you played in a lot of broken football games. That's one. Patriots haven't played anybody. That's true. And, I mean, and you can play it's, down it's your opponent. almost staggering. Like when you look at it, it's almost shocking. Well, that's what like I if you yesterday. if you could have come out and said, "Hey, let's pick the worst possible teams for the Patriots we could find." Yeah, you would have trouble doing better. <laughs> than what they played. Well, let me. This is what I wrote in my article. I was struggling. Like I went to bed at like eight o'clock on Wednesday because I just was. I had nothing, and I'm like, maybe I'll wake up tomorrow and I'll think of something. And for my Thursday column on wei.com, and I, I had nothing. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna write. It's really. It's like Seinfeld. It's like a suicide season, letter. It's like a season. <laughs> it's like a season about nothing. I'm like, yeah, wake me up when they're eight. No, which they you will ever see be. Heather's. I did, yeah. Just write Eskimo and, and 
post it anyway. But you know, but it's but so but I think there's a lot of things happening on offense, and and to me, it all stems from when Dave Andrews, Isaiah Wynn, um, and uh, Marcus Cannon. Sixty percent of your line wasn't available as of week two. Okay, now they've got right. they got Cannon back, not playing great, but they got Cannon back. But they're operating at sixty percent on the line, so that's a factor. Now. They've had a depleted line before, but when they had the depleted line, they had James Devlin, they had Gronk, they had Dwayne Allen. They had ways to figure out the blocking. Now, they don't, not only did they not have Matt Lacoste, but they don't have Gronk, they don't have Allen, they didn't have Matt Lacoste last night. They had one tight end and a backup fullback. So everything at the point of the snap is off. And, and, and now you take it to the receivers. You know, Gordon's hurt, Dorsett's out. Edelman's a little dinged up. You get Jacoby Myers and Gunnar Olszewski out there. You know, if they're not getting where they need to be exactly when they need to be and the line is a little depleted and you don't have a tight end blocking, you don't have a fullback, I just think it's a little chaotic and all those factors are adding up. Now, that said, they have their moments, you know, and Brady looked pretty sharp there for a while, but it was a, is it within the middle of a lot of not looking so sharp, and that's going on two and a half games. So I think they need help. And I think that's the basic feeling. <laughs> I keep hearing that. It's so funny. It's like, it's the NFL, guys. Like, you don't get, like, what do you mean help? <laughs> like, where are we getting help? I mean, maybe we'll make a trade. Maybe, yeah, okay. I, I, and by the way, and I, I wrote about this last week, that, you know, they need to shop, they need to go shopping for a receiver. I'm actually, given the fact that there's, like, no room for Michelle, I actually would rather see a tight end because, and frankly, if it was more of a blocking tight end than a pass-catching tight end, I think that might help him a little more. Well, because, you shouldn't have any trouble finding a decent blocking tight end. You should be able to find those guys walking around. Yeah, they're not looking for, they, well, they must not be looking for one because they don't have I don't one. think they are. Yeah, they don't have one. I've been I've been hearing Izzo can't block, and his his college film is the exact opposite. I I, I need to go maybe go to school on Izzo. Maybe mm. he isn't playing well. I'm not saying people are wrong, but his college film was strong blocker. Well, if he if he blocks like he did last night, Izzo's going to be Wuzzo. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, he got well, I missed crushed. I missed the last third of the game last night. I passed out, so I missed Brady's second rushing touchdown. <laughs> I'm not sure what else I missed. Yeah, and uh, fantasy football owners of Patriots running backs. Wow, tough night. Three three rushing touchdowns, two from Brady and one from Brandon Bolden. We, like, listen, whoa. we talked about this a we couple did. weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, we've been talking you know, about everybody's it for talking years. about. Hey, how do we play the Patriot backfield? There's we're missing one option. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, James White, sure. We love James White when we know the backfield is depleted enough that yeah. his touches are locked in. Yep. Then we like James White in PPR. Yeah, but and PPR. Nine from, receptions last night. <laughs> nine for what? Like 46 thir- yards. 13 yards. Yeah, 46 so, yards. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I mean, definitely there's times we can target White. Um, and Sony, too. Like last night to me well, should have no, been a Sony I game. I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to wonder if we can target Sony after yeah. the, what we've got with these blowout the blowouts that we've seen. And then what we've got out of Michelle, whew, that's rough stuff. We should have seen some hundred yard games and some multiple touchdown games. No, and question. we haven't seen anything resembling. I that. know, and he nor gave... have we seen any indication that it's coming. And basically, what saved his stat line last night was a late, like thirty yard run, like right. literally the last offensive play they ran. And I'm not, I'm not eleven I'm, points in standard. I am not here to dog Sony Michelle. I would say that if he is suddenly not elusive, there's a reason for it. Yeah. Patriots don't tell us anything, so I mean, it's probably Michelle has got a thing. I also think he's the type of back that Could probably the he's the type of back that probably needs to get a little bit momentum, you know, coming through the line. I just don't think he has the holes. Well, he's I, not I, well, Jim. He's not supposed to be that kind of back. That's sort of the point. Sony Michelle is supposed to be a guy who can make something for you. You know, he's supposed to be able to get a little more than what's blocked in the short area. Mm. So. 
Doesn't look like that. Yeah. Now. Well, that's well, my point is if he's you know if Michelle's a back that needs a little help, well then what are we playing him for? Well, that's interesting because then because you know Damian Harris has been active all of one game of the five, of the six, you know so. Yeah, but he must not be doing something um, enough in practice or showing something enough maybe in pass pro or in blocking in general because, I mean, they're more than happy to put Brandon Bolden in there, more than happy. And if Burkhead was healthy, I think he'd be seeing a healthy diet. Well, to get – to I, I assume it's it's got to be a roster thing, right? I mean, Bolden's a great special teams player, so he's there. Yeah. And, you know, it's – they're Go using ahead, them. Sorry. Yeah, they're using them on offense. I mean, they've got a well, lot of special. We've uh, known like, for years. If you want to give Brandon Bolden short yardage carries, you'd be okay with it. Yeah, he can do that. Yeah, he it's, can play that game. It's just, uh, but they're, they're just, I think all just those for factors. years we've had more stable, better commodities in that area, right? Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna pull Legarrette Blunt for him. And when Michelle was running really well, you're not gonna do that. Yeah. But right now, right now, how much better is Shoney Michelle in a one yard situation than Bolden? You make a pretty good argument. He's not better. I, I would just say I think I, I think Bolden is better right now. Right, you can easily make that argument. Michelle was so, zero for three last night. Right, so I mean, look, I, Michelle's a good back. I've seen him do good things. I've seen him create when there's less there. So I, I don't want to sit here and say this guy's a dog. But look, we've got five. What do we have? Six games of film. You know, I, I've watched most of it, and I am not seeing a player that's very elusive. The PFF grades are, on him are like he's one of the least elusive yeah. backs in football this year. Yeah. So uh, the analytics say it, the eyes say it, the stats say it. Um, the fact that the team is bringing in a special team or in short yardage situations, that says something. Um, the fact that Burkett was getting so much yeah. uh, run before he got hurt. Right. So, uh, you know, again, not sitting here saying Son Michelle's a bad football player, but right now, he may not be himself for whatever reason, well, me, and the Patriots aren't going to tell us. Let me help you with that thought because I, I want to add something in. If you look beyond the six games and you look at actually preseason game three, he looked pretty damn good. <laughs> Sony Michelle looked like the yeah. Sony Michelle you're talking about yeah. that I'm not talking about in that preseason game. I remember coming to work because it was on Thursday night. It was a Thursday night preseason game. I was like, wow, Michelle looked good, um, and he was coming off a great postseason and a great end of the regular season stretch in eighteen. So this looks different. And the only thing I can say, and I'm, I'm not factoring what you're saying, the biggest difference is the change on the line. But if there is something there, well, then you, there you have it, right? Because there's two major factors. Well, with, I mean, with Michelle, you know, we're, we're seeing it in the open field. Like, this isn't an offensive line issue with Sony Michelle. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, if I mean, he, he, I'm not saying the offensive line's helping him. It's certainly the not. Burst certainly isn't there. Like he, well, I'll tell you one thing: he can't do is he can't get around the edge. Like right. there was opportunity to get around the edge a couple times right. last well, night. And he just he's didn't not a happen. speed back, but what he usually is is a he's a sharp, aggressive yes. yeah. running back. Right. And generally speaking, he wins um, at the point of contact. He's he's good at turning big blows into glancing blows and picking up an extra yard. That's yep. generally something he's good at. Um, but, you know, if he's got something going on inside the, one of those knees, you know, he's going to be more of a, a blunt instrument, mm. you know, and, and less sharp, So, which is what I seem to see. I don't see – Sony Michelle, generally speaking, makes strong cuts. I don't see him making strong cuts. No, no. He, he actually looks a lot like a less – Explosive Brandon Bolden when he runs because Bolden when he gets those legs going he can you can see a little energy. There's a real lethargy and lack of energy to Michelle's movements, 
his cuts. Like it's just very. Well, it's like a guy what, running. Lack of you know? lack of energy. Is that, that's how you would describe him. So then let's. Lack I'm, of I'm not going to go. I'm not even going to go to my scouting report. Let's go to a. Lack of let, burst. Let's, for sure. No, I'm just. I might be about to embarrass myself, but um, I doubt it. But go for maybe. it. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> you're fine with that. <laughs> Pete's going to make a great rodeo clown someday. Um, okay. So here. Okay. Here we are. Here's this is Lance Sirelines. Uh, strengths for Sony Michelle: muscular, well-proportioned, decisive, mm -hmm. rarely takes unnecessary losses, finds optimal path, gathers and cuts quickly inside gap zone runner, good burst after cuts. Mm. We're not seeing that. Not at seeing that all. at all. Flashes acceleration to climb past linebackers. It's, I mean, it's goose egg. This, this is it. This is like the dead opposite of what we're seeing, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, Lance Zirline is pretty smart. Where's he from, Pete? Where's he from? He's what? in the Houston area. He does a radio show. Yeah. Uh, I'm reading his stuff on NFL.com from That's what I meant. Sony. Yeah. For, so yeah. This is from, you know, yeah. from last year or whatever. Um, NFL.com. What, what year did Sony come out? Last year? He was a rookie last year, 18. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, this is last year's uh, scouting report on Sony. But I just wanted to pull it up just because I knew that's what it would say because yeah. I watched a lot of his Georgia film. So we're not seeing the back that we scouted, no. right? No, So So usually that means the guy's not 100%. Or maybe he's a little not in great shape. Not often do we see Patriots not in great shape. So I'm going to say it's the prior. Mm. Pat's backfield, maybe avoid it for a while. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, I think so. So that was Thursday night football, and they're 6-0, and and the defense is <laughs> the best fantasy player, if not just on the Patriots, maybe in football. In fantasy football, is the Patriots' defense, uh, which is just remarkable. Not last week. <laughs> Um, no, oh yeah, they, dude! They, it, no, it wasn't even close. Eagles defense by by a country oh, oh, mile. Oh, oh no, I'm just I'm just saying in general in terms of their performance. <laughs> right, I, right, I, right. You made me think that they did something wrong. I'm like, oh, I think they pretty they gave the Redskins the business, but um, you know, but the Eagles were ridiculous. Yeah, um, oh my gosh, unbelievable! And it's funny. It, it's sort of funny how things work because I was pretty committed. I, you, I'm sure you didn't listen to my DFS pod, but um, one of the things I said is I'm pretty committed to getting to the Patriots defense in any way that I can. And I couldn't get there in cash. I couldn't figure out how to roster them in my cash lineup. I just couldn't get there. Mm. <laughs> so with the Eagles instead. Oh, that works. Is, out. Isn't it funny yeah. how you know being wrong <laughs> can pay off? Yeah, so. I wish. I wish. I, I wish I was. I was about fifty-fifty. I, I worked hard to get the Patriots in there to be the wrong defense in about half my life. Well, letters. similarly, and I called you after the show on Sunday. I, I, I just stared at Will Fuller in one of my leagues. For literally thirty minutes, and then I called you, and I'm like, I got a conundrum. I don't know how to get this guy in the lineup. And then you and I kind of both agreed that, yeah, it's gonna be tough because he could put the goose egg on you, and he puts up fifty three points. Like it's un yeah, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, Fuller, Fuller. We've been saying for weeks in GPPs, he's great play. Now yeah. nobody wants to. Here's the thing with fantasy football: it's if you can just learn to be unemotional, you can make a lot of money. Yeah. The problem is when people are getting burned by a player, they won't touch him. Yep. So because Will Fuller was a great play and a lot of people played him and it didn't work out, there weren't enough people on him when he went off. Yeah. You know? And then like, seasonal. It's that, that, that's where the emotion comes in. You know what I mean? That's where if someone's burning you there. You, you think seasonal's more emotional? I, I think <laughs> Careful. It, uh, well, I think, I think it can be, but I think, I think the emotion from seasonal. Seasonal I've always got next week. I can bail myself out. Yeah, I right. have future weeks. When, when, when your day's going bad in DFS, that's No, it. I know. I've been there. That's but, just... Just light it on fire. But I think the emotion of <laughs> let it burn. A, I think of an, uh, 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 the emotion of having a player in seasonal that's letting you down impacts your decision making with DFS. 
That's where I'm going. Well, maybe, but it definitely impacts your decision-making in seasonal. I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, I hear people on seasonal tilt all the time. All the time. I mean, it's terrifying, some of the stuff you hear. Like, are you really thinking about doing that? I know. The trade. The trade. The trade <laughs> that come you, up on Twitter. I mean, is, is Alan Funt listening to this conversation? <laughs> I mean. Some of those trade. Uh, dead reference society. Literally dead reference society. <laughs> Hashtag dead reference. But, uh, Alan's not having that much fun. No. But some of the questions we're getting on Twitter are just like, oh, man, dude, just like. It's tilt. And look, this is a particularly tilting decaf. season. It is. You've got a lot of injuries. You've got all these quarterbacks out. You've got the Patriots kicking ass but not doing a lot statistically that right. makes that makes fantasy players happy. So, you know, you've got some of the best teams in the league are killing people. Like San Francisco, they're, they're doing great, but all their players are busting on us, right? Because they're using three and four running backs. They're using three re- receivers consistently in a two-man rotation. And their primary guy is the tight end. So there's so many teams that aren't paying off right now the way they should. Yeah, no doubt. No you doubt. Yeah. So, yeah, we got a lot of people on tilt. I'm, I mean, hey, I'm one of them. I, I gotta, some of the teams that I thought would be good are not good. I mean, oh, my God, all my Browns teams are just, oh, my I know. Well, Chubb, just Chubb's, tanking. Chubb's giving you a little bit, but, like, you know, and he had no, one Chubb's big week. Chubb's great, but, but he, you know, he can't do it by himself. Mayfield and OBJ and uh, Landry and uh, all It's that. the offensive line. Yeah. Their offensive line's a joke. Yeah. And, you know, we, 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 we thought that the – here's the problem in Cleveland. I can give it to you really quick. The offensive line's terrible. We knew it was going in. So shame on us maybe for not putting enough stock in that. But the bigger problem is that the guy calling the plays is just ref- is refusing to adjust, and he's refusing to give the play calling to the, the guy they brought in from Tampa. They should let Monken call the plays. Yeah. Uh, but the head coach, he's never been a head coach before. He's got a lot on his plate. He clearly has some adjusting to do offensively, and they're not doing it. Now, I don't know if this guy's too busy running the team, if he's tilting himself, maybe. He's got a young quarterback he's going to screw up. Well, know? Uh, look, Mayfield's strong from the neck up. I'm sure Mayfield's going to be fine long term as long as he doesn't get beat to heck. But they need to start getting the ball out and getting some rhythm in that offense. They need to start running the ball a little bit more, uh, and they need to start letting Mayfield get the ball out. Too many plays where he's standing back there just reading, processing, yeah. and getting hit. We talked about it in the preseason that like Landry was going to be more of a football asset than a fantasy football asset, but it might be time to get him involved, kind of like a you know an underneath well, guy. Landry get his has been involved. Back up, you know what I mean? But Landry has been involved. No, I know, but I think they they might have to give him a steadier diet. Like you know, he has it, had a steady diet. Yeah. And the, the problem is they aren't they're not getting Beckham involved, and the reason they're not getting Beckham involved is because again this it's. We can we can do a whole show on this, man. I've watched their games. I mean, you've got Beckham running routes that. They can't. It's sort of like Gordon with the Patriots. Mm. The difference is the Patriots don't have to get Gordon going to win these games, right? Not yet. Right. Well, okay, just stay with me now. But Gordon is running a lot of routes that don't fit with the problems that you're talking about with the offensive line, right? Yeah. The, the line is taking the route out, right? Same thing's happening in Cleveland. Mm. where oh, they're, they're running Beckham on a ton, a ton of deep stuff. And they can't protect they for can't, it. Yeah, they can't give him Meanwhile, they're not running him on any. I mean, he's a slant machine. Why aren't they using him on slants? Yeah. They're not doing it. They're not making any adaptations. I haven't seen Beckham run more than like two in-breaking routes in the same game. Wow. Like everything's deep. Everything's out. And, and you know, I understand that Mayfield is a smaller quarterback, but they're, they're doing, he's doing plenty of stuff in the middle of the field with the other receivers. So, you know, sometimes you can be stubborn and eventually it starts working for you, but, mm. you know, if I were the Browns, I would start changing the route trees a little bit, helping the quarterback, letting him get the football out, create some timing and some rhythm, 
get your offensive line's feet under them a little bit, run the football, then start working your deep stuff into the mix. Um, that's not what I've seen. Well, that seems, it seems to make sense. It's going to be hard to do this week, too. They get Seattle coming No, I'm not, I'm not anywhere near being on the Browns right. this week. Yeah. I mean, I think Beckham is interesting in tournaments because how often do you get to play Odell Beckham at 6800 bucks? So, you know, if you wanted to throw him in as like an upside flyer. Yeah, but he, here's he the, catches a long one. You're on well, your way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Be- listen, against the Seattle secondary, Odell Beckham could just go nuts. Yeah. He could go crazy. The problem is Seattle gets on your quarterback in a hurry. And Cleveland can't protect. Yeah. So, you know. Not a good recipe. I mean, sometimes matchups just don't work. We love Odell. You know, if you just sat there and evaluated this game in terms of the wide receiver cornerback matchups, you'd be like, i got to play Beckham. But when you look at the the, the whole picture, it may not work. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. You know? Now, if Cleveland comes out and runs off the rush a little bit, gets things going a little bit, forces them to do some other things – then they can set up some stuff to Beckham. And what would really be smart is start doing some underneath stuff to Beckham so they stop sitting on the deep stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Kitchens, for me, I don't want to say he's a one-trick pony, but he's one trick short. Let's put it that way. Yeah, well, the trick's not working. Yeah, that's, that's the other that's, thing. That's, I'm not seeing enough adjustment, and I'm not seeing the adjustments that I would make. Now, look, he's an NFL coach. I'm not. Maybe things start to come around. Maybe... They've got a different idea, and we're going to find out. I don't know, but uh, it's 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 been a little too static for me, and it's ironic given that that was Beckham's problem in his last place. Yeah. <laughs> Same kind of, you almost feel bad for him, but he's really rich, so yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I don't, I don't, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I don't spend too much. I'm I'm big on the. Uh, I'm not you know the movie. About him. You know the movie of Bronx Tale, Jimmy? Of course. I'm big on the, you know, like when he's like, would Mickey Mantle cry for you? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> the mix making like, yeah. what was it, $200,000. Don't yeah, worry about then, the no, he was a uh, Yeah, back then that was, you know, big big bones. So Yeah, I'm definitely in the Palm and Terry school of thought when it comes to that. Yeah, he was right on. I worry that. about you, Jim Hackett. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, honey. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Anyway, let's. Uh, where do we want to go next? We well, to... You know, we there's, that's a game that we don't. You know, that we don't really see any action in. Why don't we pick no. one that we know has some? Well, I mean, there's there's three games on the slate. I think that are going to garner the most attention. Um, and then there's one fourth game that I'm sort of interested in. Uh, but I think the popular games, and that's where the popular players will be within those games. Um, I mean, the one game that's legit over 50 with both games over 25 is Houston KC. I mean, that's the game. Yep. Um, well, I mean, it is. Here's the thing. This week, there's so much contingency stuff going on right now. Like, nobody knows what they want to do this week. Anybody who tells you they're totally locked in right now, they're lying. Mm. They're lying because there's too many things out there that we don't know yet. Like, is Tyreek Hill going to play? That's a big factor. If Tyreek Hill plays, that changes KC's situation considerably. That impacts at least three different offensive players. You know what I mean? Him included. Well, and it, it, yes, and it also changes the complexion of the game itself. Yeah. Because Houston, Houston could come out here and try to like slow this thing down. They could try to Carlos hide this game yeah. and ruin everybody's weekend. And don't think Bill O'Brien's not thinking about it. He is. I guarantee mm. you he is. Mm. But if Hill is out there... Casey's too explosive. It won't work. 
you're going to end up down 14 soon enough. Yeah. You might as well just come out and play some football. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think Hill is important game in terms of game flow, game structure. And then, yeah, like what you say, it changes the whole pecking order on the Kansas City side if he's out. No question. Be- because now all of a sudden these 5,900 DeMarcuses and 5,300 Hardman it's and even the, I think it's 3,500 Pringle. Pringle, yeah. All these guys come into play. Um, you know, if Hill play now, and then the other thing is Watkins. Yeah, we don't know if he's going to play. Well, no, Watkins is doubtful. He's yeah. he's bordering on out. Yeah. So now, so with Watkins out, some of these guys are in play, but if Hill and Watkins are out, mm. oh man, <laughs> then all of these guys are in play. Yeah. Uh, and the game gets a little bit wild. So uh, th- this game is it's it's the game, but we don't know what it is yet. Yeah, and it, it also too, it, it impacts Damian Williams. It impacts Lashawn McCoy. I mean, it I, does, I but I can't tell you exactly how. Yeah, I would you just, know, I, you know what I mean. I'm kind of thinking like in an odd way, Hill might help Damian Williams. I don't know what he does to McCoy. I think um, he does help Damian Williams, yeah. but it's theoretical. Let's put it that yeah. way. You know, here's why I like Tyreek Hill for Damian Williams because I think he extends the defense, and I think that helps. Yeah, uh, I think it helps Williams with some of the Find routes they've room. got him yeah. running. Yeah. Now that assumes they continue him with the routes we've seen, but yeah, I mean, I my gut agrees with you. I can't really prove it though. You know what I mean? And he's tough to bet on right now too, William, because I mean, it's just been so you know. Well, if you want a player that a lot of people won't be betting on, go with Damian. Uh, Williams for sure, right? Uh, Fifty-seven hundred units. Yeah, that's a that's a way to differentiate yourself for sure. Could be, yeah, could be. Um, and then the other two games, and again, just more contingency contingency stuff. All three of these games hinge on certain things. Okay, so you've got San Francisco Rams. That was my next game. Yeah, Todd Gurley. We yeah, don't know. I know Todd Gurley's game time decision. It's yep. it's it's starting to feel like he's less than fifty-fifty. Mm. So if that if Gurley doesn't happen. And, of course, this game is not a 1 o'clock game like the Chiefs. Like with the Chiefs, if we just find out early enough on Sunday, everybody's going to be able to fix their lineups. You're going to like, okay, we're going from plan A to plan B, but we'll have time to do it. With the 4 o'clock games, like if we don't find out about Gurley yep. before 1 p.m. lineup lock, oh, man, that is a, that is a huge headache. And then yeah, it didn't, it didn't look good for Gurley after Thursday's news. I, I don't I right. well, see anything we'll, on uh, Friday. Yeah, there's no real need for us to get into it now. We don't know yet. Um, nothing's come out Friday. But th- let's go down to the next game because it's the same exact thing. Falcons, Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know about David Johnson. Yeah. And if David Johnson doesn't play, <laughs> I mean, 4,600 unit Chase Edmonds is going to be like Oof. the play. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So we've got two running backs in the 4 o'clock games. Right now, we don't know about him. Looks like Hope DJ was back at practice today. Dennis, today uh, Friday. Yeah. David Johnson. Just in. I didn't, I didn't have him back at practice. I had him like working on the side, but maybe you're right. Where did you get that? I just got it on Roto World, 2.57 p.m. It's great news after Johnson was absent both Wednesday and Thursday. Um, okay. Yeah, because he was working Thursday. He just wasn't. Yeah, return to practice Friday is what this. So there you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Now I'm getting that too. So yeah, that just popped up. Yeah. So yeah. Now, but this doesn't mean he's going to play. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. Definitely doesn't mean he's going to play. We'll have to see. Now, if he now, I hope he does play because in one league I need to sort of play him. But um, yeah, this this really changes everything. If 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 Edmonds is going to be in his normal role. Mm. Then, you know, then everybody's going to want to know about Malcolm Brown, right? And if they're if Gurley and Johnson start playing, then we have to start going to okay, what's the best stuff left at running back? 
Um, and I mean, Chris Carson at six K versus Cleveland looks pretty nice. Yep. Carry uh, on Johnson at fifty four. How about Ingram against the Bengals? It's not bad. Yeah. The only problem with Ingram is that he only gets about half the action. So how about letting the four? How about Le'Veon against the Cowboys? Uh, he's one of my guys I'm considering. Yeah. Um, you know, it's you're, you'd have to buy into the Jets to give him enough room. I mean, yeah. remember, Jim, we're talking DFS here, so yeah. we need him to pay off. Yeah. Uh, paying off in DFS is not 80 yards and a touch. No. You know what I mean? 6,400 bucks too. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm. Uh, he's definitely in my window. I, it, you know, if I, it's it really and it's it's so Jets that Chris Herndon gets hurt, warming up to come off suspension. Yeah, and they it's, tell you a week later. Isn't it lame? Yeah. You heard me going off. Yeah. <laughs> I did a nice five minute. I didn't even read what you. Woe wrote. is me, rant. I didn't even read what you wrote on Twitter, and I knew what it was because of the vitriol that came out of you. I said, "Up, oh, they they withheld information because I know you." I know. I'm just I'm just sick of the NFL. Yeah. You know, it's it's it, you know. Don't blame you. I mean, you know, somebody gets hurt, tell us. And the thing is, it didn't have anything to do with Sunday. He couldn't play anyway. All right. You know, so he gets hurt on Friday. We don't hear a peep about it until Wednesday of the next week. It's just lame. Here's one for you. And here's the other thing. And the NFL will sit there and say, well, it's the letter of the law. But the teams don't follow the letter of the law either. Yeah. And, you know, Be- Belichick, yeah, he's hurt. Leg. <laughs> Body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know. Yep. It's pretty lame. <laughs> so where are we going now? Um, well, those decisions are tough because they're both uh, in the 4 o'clock hour. You know what I mean? Well, so it's, that's... Uh, listen, if, um, if the DJ thing breaks early, that helps at least from a point of sanity. Yeah. Um, and it also breaks the field up a little bit because everybody and their mother is on Chase Edmonds at 46. No question. Everybody is. Yeah. And you'd be crazy not to be um, in a game that's going to be high-paced against a defense that gives up receptions to running backs. So now we might have DJ sort of messing up the mix because he's an expensive 7,600 units, and we don't trust his back. Yeah. So now there's a play there that we can't really make. Um, you know what's an interesting one, Pete, is that, is that uh, Melvin Gordon and Engram are similarly priced, 6,300 and 6,400 respectfully. Um, What's interesting about that? Well, it tells me that they, they don't really. I mean, I, they don't. That they, they, they like kind of me as as an owner. I don't know really which one to lean on. They kind of have them at equal value. Um, wait, who are we talking? I'm sorry. Say it again. Gordon and Eckler are about. The oh, same Eckler. Price. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't. Re- well, yeah. They're they're basically. Uh, they're off the main slate anyway, Jimmy. We can't really yeah, get into on that. Sunday night football. Yeah, they're so. Sunday night football. But um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. Options. I wouldn't be playing either one of those guys this yeah. week. You know the one thing the one thing the Pittsburgh Steelers have going for them is they're pretty good up front. It's, yeah. You know, so I'm just looking for late options, but you're right, that's a Sunday night game. So. Yeah. One interesting thing, and again, this is just typical NFL. Like, why are the Jets and the Cowboys the late game? I don't know. It should be a one o'clock game. You make good for last week, only having two four o'clock games. So yeah. Now good. we've got four, and and, and I, I just don't like Jets yeah. Cowboys. Like if the Jets were at the Cowboys, I'd get it because you get the Cowboys at four o'clock a lot. But you right, right, the Central Jets Time Zone yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Sure, sure. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, in, in New York, it's not bad. It's October. It'll be fine doing a four o'clock game. But I don't know, it's just strange. But if you're looking for like a little, like a little, you know, you and why pinch? And they pinch the main slate, right? Yeah. So, I mean, because you've got the early London game that's off the slate. Right. Because last week the London game started at 1. It was a 1 o'clock game, yeah. But now we're back to the typical early morning London thing. So we lose Carolina and Tampa, some really good stuff. Yep. 
Well, that's kind of what I was looking at the, at Le'Veon because it's a, it's like one of the last four, you know, one of the last games that you could, if you got a late decision, you could. Well, you want to know? I, I I'm sort of bummed because everybody's sort of on this. I thought I was sort of hoping that I would be alone in this, but here's one really interesting thing: defenses generally don't go below 200, uh, 2,000 units, but they're they changed it, I guess. Mm. Um, but the Jets' defense, <laughs> I've never seen anything like this. Fifteen hundred. Mm. 1,500 against Dallas. Now, I know Dallas is a good offense. I've never seen a number that low. But 1,500 for the Jet defense? Mm. Um, so I'm playing the Jet defense everywhere. That's interesting. Just, I'm just, playing them everywhere. Just for, just for the high-end opportunity at the, at the top of the – Right. Of the I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. not expecting the Jets to do a whole lot for me. Yeah. Just don't kill you. But, you know, the Cowboys are 4,300. So I'm, could, I'm saving all kinds of yeah. cash off. I mean, forget about forget about what I'm saving off an elite payoff. D. I mean, I generally generally operate in the middle of the road of the defenses. I try to find a matchup I like, usually going to be in that 28 to 3,100 area. Yep. You know, you're, you're cutting your price in half. But you could go – you could put some real alpha <laughs> stuff in the top of your Well, right. Is, I yeah. mean, it allows me to go from the, the tight ends I don't really want to play to the ones I do really want to play. Right. I can get from Jared Everett almost to Kittle. Yep. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty good. Right. Um, and we might as well hit tight end for a little bit. Kittle's my cash tight end this week. Um, I mean, he's down to 5,200 units. That's amazing. Yeah. and that's Like, gonna... how is he 2,000 cheaper than Kelsey? 1,800. And I think that's going to be a pretty open game, I think, Niners-Rams. So. I don't have a feel for whether that's going to be an open game, but... I, I mean... think the Niners are due a little bit to kind of... Well, the Niners are kicking butt. I know they're undefeated, but, but I mean, just... It's been... Uh, They've done it against some pretty weak. Teams. Yeah, and they haven't been. It hasn't been like an air show. You know what I mean? But they think that uh, it, it's coming. Man. Man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> and Rams they, D hasn't been so great either. They've been. They've, no, they've I quite know. Found I'm, I, I, I don't. I don't have a feel for this game. I mean, I'm not saying it. You're wrong. I just. I, this game could be a lot of different things. These are coaching staffs that know each other. Mm. So divisional games always have that potential to take on that. You know, the boxers who feel themselves feel each other out for a couple of rounds, kind of thing. And then the game doesn't get going till like middle of the second quarter. Yeah, it's all in play, I guess. I, I just have a feeling like they're undefeated and they have. I don't think they've shown their best yet, and it kind of leads me to think that they're going to maybe open it up a little bit. You know, it could be could be not not a good I, could be a not good outcome, but I I I, I have a sense they're going to throw a ton um, against the Rams. Just a feeling. I feel the exact over. opposite. Really? I think they're going to run, oh, run, talk about it. run. And because um, that's what they do. That's what they they love to run the freaking football. That's what they've done. I don't know. Dude, Shanahan's they were going we're talking about a Shanahan offense. No, I know. He's he's a he's a yeah, <laughs> he's a creative ground and pound guy. I, I get that. Yeah. Um, so, and he's got two backs he wants to work in. Um I mean, I'm, I I I'm not saying they're not going to throw the ball. I think they will. Um but I don't see them coming in and being pass heavy to the point where I want to like start getting involved with their receivers or anything mm-hmm. like that. That's probably why Kittle's at fifty two hundred. I think he's, I don't know why he's at fifty two hundred because he's the yeah, one guy where you, said it. Yeah. you can you can concentrate. But the thing is with Kittle, we know we're going to get targets. Like a slowed down game doesn't scare me off of Kittle. It scares me off of the receivers. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm. Um, I. I I mean, sometimes DraftKings, the analog just has, the algorithm just has to do with how many points you've scored sometimes. Hmm. Um, and, you know, Kittle hasn't scored tons of points when, you know, looking at it from like the, from the, you know, from last year's angle. Um, he got his first touchdown last, last week. Yeah. 
right? But here's the thing about Kittle. Opening day, opening week, he had two touchdowns called back. I think week three, he had one called back. So, I mean, like... I forgot about that. He's looked a lot better than the raw and numbers the, would yeah, indicate. Yeah, the stats are showing. Yeah, and when it comes to the targets, he's only had one week that was bad. Mm. He had one week with three targets. He caught all three of them for 54 yards. Other than that, he hasn't been below eight all year. And DraftKings agrees with you on the receivers. They get Pettis at 39... Goodwin at 4500 4, That's a pretty steep Well, remember, DraftKings prices are often not about – it's it's not a valuation. It's, it's – that's not what it is. It's, you know, I mean, like look at the – for example, look at the backup QB prices. Look at the backup running back prices. Um, a lot of times the pricing is almost defensive mm. where they're pricing for a scenario. Mm. So like you'll see backup running backs who don't have anywhere near 4.5 right. at 4.5 yeah. because they don't want to have a 3,300 in case the other guy gets hurt Doesn't or something play, like yeah. that. Right? Yeah. So pricing isn't – I'm just saying a price is an evaluation. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kittle definitely my top guy. But I'll tell you what, the, the, there is it is tough at tight end this week because Hooper is tough. He's been so good, and he he's could, sitting there yeah. at five five flat. Yeah. Uh, I'm almost tempted to play two tight ends, to play Kittle and Hooper. Um, because I want to get involved in that Atlanta-Arizona game. And now if those running backs are going to be a problem, now it's harder to get involved in that game. Because Edmonds was <laughs> – he was an easy button doorway sure, in that yeah, game. Sure, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Hooper is interesting. I definitely. I mean, I, I want to play Hooper and I want to play Kittle. I'm not sure how I'm going to figure that one out. But, but the one thing about Kittle is that – his pathway to the big game is fatter because he's the lead dog on his team, whereas Hooper sort of drafts behind Julio. Behind Julio, yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's got Ridley as well. Um, how are we doing on time, Jimmy? I think we should wrap it up, brother. So what's, uh, I think we should save uh, a lot of energy for the Sunday show with the, with the rest of the slate. And uh, the Pats will have been four days in the rearview mirror, so we can really go heavy on fantasy football, which we will. And then um, just some stuff. You'll have a DFS pod after we go on the Fantasy Football Hour on Sunday. Rankings will be updated at Rotobon, I'm guessing, on Saturday. I may or may not pod afterwards. I, yeah. I, I do a Sunday pod. when. See, the thing is, sometimes on Saturday when I do my DFS pod, I haven't made like final decisions. Right. Like I'm still got a couple guys I haven't decided between. Um, so sometimes I'll do the Sunday show just to go, hey guys, here's where I came down on a couple of those things. Yeah. I wasn't sure of yesterday. So um, it's like a fifty-fifty shot on the Sunday. All right, pod. but we'll have you'll have, uh, you'll have Saturday a- pod for sure. Yeah, Saturday pod, and then we have our show uh, eight to nine on Sunday. So catch yes. us there. And if you have questions coming up, hit us on Twitter. You know, I'm at at wei hacksaw. Pete's at at rotobon. We do our best to get to all of them, and right. uh, and, and we this will. will come out Saturday, right? This will be on Saturday morning. Yeah. So right. Tune right. In, so get back to back. So we're recording this Friday, but since you're hearing this Saturday, later on today, um, my starts article will come out. Yeah, beautiful. And that'll be on WEEI. So, uh, all right. So hope you enjoyed it. We'll catch you on Sunday for the Fantasy Football Hour. Thanks a lot.